y'all ever have one of those weeks? Anybody? I mean, I had one of those weeks. All right? And I woke up this morning thinking, okay, this is Sunday. Devil going to cut me some flat. Did you ever wake up in fear? Anybody? You know, you wake up and you're like, you feel like you got no foundation. <laughs> you, you feel like everything's kind of out of control. You know, and you feel kind of overwhelmed. You know, and, and it's just one of those mornings. And I prayed. Man, I prayed. You know, I prayed. Y'all believe I prayed. You know, and I mean, I prayed hard. You know? And nothing changed. I want you to hear that. Because too often we pray and we think, well, abracadabra, I'm rubbing the genie's belly and things ought to go the way I want them to, right? Right? Anybody else ever felt that way? So I go upstairs to my loving wife. And she and I were mad at each other. We're not... Do you ever have an argument, not sure why you're mad at each other? You just are. And then we had one of those rational conversations where every word you said just made you madder. Anybody? Anybody? Huh? Folks, we have to realize that we live in the real world whether you're a Christian or not. Please don't feel like, well, I'm not a Christian because I'm living in the real world and sometimes I have fear. Sometimes I feel overwhelmed. Sometimes I feel like God's kind of out there like 970 million miles away. You ever feel that? Huh? You know? And you're just kind of, man, What's the deal? I thought that (coughs) God loved me. And he does. But folks, I think it very important that we truly understand what I said right before prayer. Nowhere in God's word and nowhere in the life of Jesus Christ himself is it said that everything's going to feel right or okay. Please get that. Please get that. I, I hear people, well, I, this is what I feel. Let me help you with something. You've got to be very careful with this feeling thing because Satan can mask and disguise feelings. Okay? So if you're dependent on your feelings, you're going to really struggle because there's lots of times I don't feel like a Christian. Does that make sense to you? I just feel like I need to really hit this this morning. You know, I'm watching folks and, 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 and they're being destroyed. They're good, godly people, but they're being destroyed because something's just not right. Something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel victorious. Folks, when Jesus was the weakest, was when he went to the garden, And then the next day, he gave his life. Suffered the most excruciating death in human history. I promise you, he didn't feel 
good. I promise you, if you could have been someone watching that suffering and that cross, you'd look and go, man, who would want to be a Christian? But let me remind you of something. You and I, as disciples of Jesus Christ, are called to the cross too. And maybe one of the problems we're having in Christianity is we've turned it on its head. And instead of disciples being about dying, disciples have become about themselves. Are you, are you with me? We all do it. Don't feel guilty. We all do it. But, but I'm just telling you right now, a lot that we're hearing in the name of Jesus in the church is selfishness. Every one of Jesus' disciples, except for John, who was placed on an Isle of Patmos, how did they die? They died in the name of Jesus because of the name of Jesus. And yet somehow today, we've built the church on, well, we're supposed to go to church and enjoy the music. We're supposed to go to church and enjoy the preacher. We're supposed to go to church and, and just feel better when we come out. Do you understand? Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Or are y'all just mad because I'm saying it? But this is what we've turned it around to, kids. And then we wonder why the church and we as individual Christians, and sometimes i got to say it to we as couples, why do you think we're so ineffective? Because we're not about what Jesus was about. I can promise you, Kim and Brent, it's cute today. They're all excited about going down there. I can promise you there are going to be times down there they're going to say, we have lost our stinking mind. (laughs) No, I'm serious. You know, everybody that sets out to do God's will. Man, there are times where you look up and go, God, where are you? Have you left me? Have you forsaken me? You quote all the verses you want, but the reality is that's how you feel. Say, preacher, why are you going here? Because this is the reality of our lives in Christ. This is the reality of our lives in Christ. And too often, we listen to these dudes on television, and they tell us, oh, you just enjoy Jesus all the time. It's not true. It wasn't true for Jesus. Why would it be true for us? But we need to remember that when we are born again, and this will be the first verse we will read, Jesus Christ himself through the person of his his Holy Spirit comes to reside in us. And when he does, everything we need for life eternal, life victorious, life powerful, life exactly what God would have us to be, He placed at the center of your heart. And he will bring everything necessary for you to live this out if you will let him. This is so important. Because I'm just finding people just being destroyed all over the place. You know how you don't be destroyed? Just back off and become mediocre. Why would Satan mess with somebody that's mediocre? I hear people, oh, I got no problems. I just go, mediocre? Why would Satan mess with you? 
You're already where he wants you to be. He didn't want you bad. We can see bad. <laughs> he wants you mediocre. He wants you milk toast. He wants you at a church attender that throws a little money in the offering and thinks somehow that makes you a Christian. Are you with me? But the bottom line this morning, if you will just say, God, you center yourself in the person of your Holy Spirit at the center of who I am. I am looking forward to how you are going to live your life out in and through me. And we are going to see great and mighty things done, even though right now I don't feel them. Amen? Amen? Are you with me? Very, very important. Verse 11 in Romans 8, if you have a Bible or a phone, whatever. (laughs) And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead. This is so key. There's a lot of people that attend church, and I, I see statistics all the time. How many people who call themselves Christians don't believe in the resurrection? Nobody's going to admit that in church. But let me ask you a question. Do you believe in the resurrection? Do you believe that Jesus Christ actually died for you, and on the third day, through the power of his blood, through the person of his Holy Spirit, he was raised from the dead. See, this is so important. This is so key. Think about that. Think about that power living in you. Think about that power living out through you. You want to be a witness? Don't expect wonderful good times and all your bills paid on time all the time because Jesus loves me and I'm just, I'm just wonderful. Know that the greatest time of witnessing in your life is when everybody around you knows there's some major issues going on in your life. But the power of the resurrection through the person of God's Holy Spirit is being lived out through you. They will stand up and take notice of that. This is so important. This is so important. Thank you, brother. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal Body. It does not say he'll give life to your heavenly body. Does it? It says he will come right where you are. Right to the person you are. Right with all the struggles you have. Right in the center of all the issues you have. And don't ever feel like, I or we are the only ones with issues. Because everybody here has issues. Amen? Amen. I want you to get that. Because one of the things Satan tries to do is isolate people and think, well, I'm the only one with these issues. Me and my husband, me and my wife, we're the only ones with these issues. Want to bet? Everybody got issues. Amen? Amen? Everybody's got scars. Everybody's been burnt. Like Brent said, everybody's had the knife stuck in their back. And yes, too often, it's the one hugging you. Amen? 
does happen. And I say that because I want you to get it so that when it happens, you go, oh, yeah, the preacher told me that was going to happen. So I don't sit around, suck my thumb, feel sorry for myself the rest of my life. Amen. Amen. So very, very important. He comes and gives life to our mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in us. Kids, are you born again? Have you asked Jesus Christ into the center of your life? Have you given him your life? Now, understand this. When you give him your life, there are things going to crop up that you don't actually feel like giving him. Amen? Amen. There are certain things I would just rather handle on my own because Jesus may not do it right. That's a joke. But you hear what I'm saying? There are just certain issues that the dude is slow. You ever notice that about God? He waits till the last stinking minute. Why doesn't he do it when I want him to do it? I'm joking if you don't know. But the reality is we do feel that way. It's okay unless you give up. Brent said he was angry at God. Anybody here never been angry with God? I want you to understand, don't isolate yourself because you're angry with God. Every one of us has been angry with God because sometimes he doesn't do things the way we want him to. Some, like, like Kim said, sometimes things don't have a happy ending. Amen? I got two children in heaven. I have no idea why that is because I'm a great parent. If you don't believe me, ask JC. Matter of fact, don't ask JC. Assistant to the DS uh, texted me the other day and said, man, I got a 13-year-old. And I don't know what I'm doing. I said, well, we can sit down and I can tell you all the things I did wrong. I don't know whether I got any good advice, but (laughs) that's just reality, you know. But he gives life to our mortal bodies. Oh, yeah, I've got control. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation. And I want you to hear this. Too often people think, well, there's just nothing I can do. This is who I am. This is one of them sins that I'm just going to be sinning the rest of my life because Jesus didn't do enough. I want you to understand something. When you give it to Jesus, you do not have an obligation to the flesh. You do not have an obligation to that anger. You do not have that obligation to that depression. You do not have that an obligation to all this stuff that is destroying you. Did you hear what I just said? Now, I'm not telling you this is easy. I'm not telling you this stuff is going to be dealt with right away. Okay? But I'm telling you that when God says we don't have an obligation to this garbage, we don't have an obligation to live this garbage out. We can be overwhelming conquerors through the love and grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen? I want you to get that. But it is not to the flesh, the obligation, to live according to it. Now, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. I want you to hear this. If you live by your feelings, eventually you will die spiritually. If you live 
and your whole focus is on something someone did to you in the past and you refuse by the grace of God to forgive them and move on, eventually it will kill you. Are you hearing me? Your spouse is going to say stupid things. All you guys are scared to death say amen there, brother, aren't you? Uh-huh. Everybody was, amen, amen. But you hear what I'm saying? We're going to make silly decisions. We're going to, I don't know why, we just do. But the reality is we don't have to follow that path and just allow it to destroy our lives. Need to hear this. And JC said it. Okay? Everybody gets up here and preaches before I get here. It really ticks me off. <laughs> All right? If this is in your life, you need to kill it. Yes. By the grace of Jesus Christ, by the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you don't kill it, that cancer will eventually kill you. Are you with me? And let me help you with something. You can kill it. It ain't easy. But you can't kill it on your own. You can only kill it by the power of God. By the power of God. Hint, hint. By the power of God. Okay? You need to hear this. You can't kill this on your own. You can't do this on your own. I'm sorry, friends. There are certain things that I have to be on my knees begging God for help to be able to conquer. I just want you to get that. I want you to understand that. I I want you to understand some of you have been hurt so bad by friends and family. You need to understand something. If you allow that to dominate your life, it will kill you. But if you will get on your knees and 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 you will get on your knees, God will give you the ability to kill it and move on in life. Let's be real about this. Everybody's got these things. And here's the other thing. The moment you think you've killed it and moved it on, that sucker comes back up. That ever happened to you? You know? Pastor, you're preaching awful real today. Well, it's real. God works in real lives. God works in real hearts. God works in we people who are scarred and and battle-weary and down and hurting. But if you will allow Him, He will kill it, heal it, and use it to His glory in and through your life. Amen? Amen? So very, very, very important. Where am I at? But if you by the Spirit put to death or kill it, the misdeeds of the body, you will live. When you ask God in your life, you have become a prince 
or princess of the eternal creation universe of the king. I'm a nobody. Don't you listen to that garbage? I've never really done anything big in my life. Don't you listen to that garbage? Amen? Amen. You know, don't you listen to that trash? When you ask God Almighty into your life in the person of Jesus Christ, you are a child of God. You are. A child of the creator of the universe. You are a prince or a princess. And the bottom line is, you need to walk around like that. Forget this royalty in England. You're an eternal royal. That trash is going to go away. They're going to come up to the gates and go, Ruh-roh. Amen? Oh, we read about them in people. I am so tired of hearing about Meghan Merkel. What has she ever done? Or uh, the ones I really love are the Kardashians. Other than show themselves, what have they ever done? Seriously. But you, you're royalty. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Forever. Uh, You missed it. Forever. Ain't nothing can snatch me out of his hands. I may have troubles here, but this is a blip. If you don't believe that, turn 60 or 70. Amen, Diane? You look up and go, gee, many Christmas, where'd that go? You know? I mean, you know, when you get 80, 90, 100, like... Oh, goodness gracious. You're like, you know. But you need to hear what I'm saying. It's a blip. It's a blip. I mean, I'm 60. Hard to believe, isn't it? It just feels like, wow, where'd that 60 years go? But here's the cool part. No matter what happens to me here, no matter what kind of life I have here, after this life, I have eternity in bliss and love and grace and glory and hallelujah no matter what happens to me here. And let me help you something. You look at your life, you know, you that are 30 and 40 and go, oh my goodness, that's forever. We could walk out of here today. My wife's family buried a kid, a guy last week, early 50s or something like that. Bloop. Just gone. You know, what I'm saying is, guys, we don't know. But you know what? No matter what's happening in this world, we need to prepare our minds and hearts and soul. For the bottom line is, I've got eternal life. I've got eternal glory with God. I'm going to spend it with Him. I don't know about all these streets of gold stuff. That doesn't thrill me. But there is going to be a tasty cake tree there. And I'm not going to have diabetes there. Huh? I just think that's wonderful. For those of you who are led by the Spirit are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves. Boy, this is important, isn't it? 
want you to hear this. So that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you, uh, you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Anybody here have a perfect father? Yeah. <laughs> Your mama. That's not funny. Nobody did. But you do now. There are many times I go to my parents and 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 did you ever talk to your parents and just want to shoot yourself? Huh? Anybody? All of you are like, oh, he's not supposed to say that stuff. Sometimes when I talk to my earthly parents, I just want to shoot myself. But I've got one. I've got a dad now that always knows and always understands and always cares Amen? Are you availing yourself to him? Or are you too prideful like I am too often and think, well, I can see myself through that. Why would you have a pot of gold and not use it? Amen? Anybody with me there? He's there with arms wide open. Saying, hey, come on. I got you. That knucklehead on earth, he doesn't really understand. But I do. Amen? He's there. He understands. He cares. He loves you. He really does. He really, really does. The Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, I love this part, then we are heirs. I got no trust fund. Anybody here got a trust fund? Huh? I got no trust fund. Okay? My son don't love me enough to take care of me, so I'm on my own. Amen? You know? Then we're heirs. Heirs of God. And co-heirs with Jesus Christ. Somebody else smile, please. (coughs) You got a trust fund. You have an eternal trust fund that you can tap into for eternity. In that trust fund is a whole, all we will ever need and more of the love That each and every one of us needs. In that trust fund is joy inexpressible and full of glory. Amen? Amen. In that trust fund is peace beyond all human comprehension. Here's one that I need. In that trust fund is patience. Anybody here struggle with that one? In that eternal trust fund is everything you will ever need for anything and everything that comes at you, impacts you, and stays with you 
in this crazy world. Now, I'm going to come back to what Brent and Kim said. I don't always do it right. Anybody here always do it right? But here's what I want you to start doing. Stepping back. Getting your bearings. When those times come, those feelings come, those thoughts come, those difficulties come, and they will. And go, I have the creator God of the universe who made everything that there is out of nothing at the center of my life. Everything I need or will ever need, I can find in Him. Everything. But it doesn't mean you're going to feel it. Because sometimes you try to tap into it, and you feel like you, got, you came up empty. Anybody else ever done that? But that's okay. Because this faith thing is hard. Somebody say amen. Everybody talks faith. But the reality is this faith thing is difficult. Because sometimes you reach out, you try to grab it, and you catch air. Anybody? You know what I'm saying? It just sometimes that's the way it feels. Especially when we're going through the difficult times. We're co-heirs with Christ. I think we need to take this part out of the Bible. I don't want to hear this. Anybody else? All I want is the joy stuff. All I want is yeehaw. I just want fun. I just want blessing. I just want God to do everything I want when I want it. I don't want to hear about this suffering thing. Anybody else with me? Huh? Huh? Don't worry, ain't no lightning bolts come. He knows I'm kidding. But the reality is, we're co-heirs with Christ if indeed we share in his suffering. You see, you have to understand something. When you're suffering, he's suffering. When you're struggling, he's struggling. When you're struggling and you feel alone, whether you can feel him or touch him or understand, he is right there. I'm going to keep saying that to everybody looks like they understand what I'm saying. When you're struggling and you feel alone and you're hurting and it feels like nobody cares, Anybody ever? Because lots of times, they don't. (laughs) I'm sorry. When it feels like nobody understands. Let me help you with something. Mm, They don't. But there's one who does. And he never leaves us. And he never forsakes us. And he's always right there with us. And he's always everything we need for whatever 
the battle might be. Let me ask you a serious question. Number one, have you asked Jesus Christ in the person of his Holy Spirit to the very center of your life and given him your whole life? It ain't just about fire insurance. It ain't just about so I can get what I want. You need to give him your whole life. Okay? Number two, are you tapping into the pot of gold? Or do you just know about it? You see, you can have a pot of gold. But if you don't dip into it, what good is it? Almighty God. Almighty Creator God, Almighty Powerful God, Almighty Miraculous God, who loves you and cares about you, is at the very center of your life. And he's saying, listen, you're an heir. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. I got everything you need. Why in the world? When those suffering difficult times come, do we tend to isolate ourselves and begin to operate by our own strength and wisdom? When Almighty God is right there to be everything we need Him to be. Amen? Amen? Let's stand. Father, we are so thankful that you are there. We are so thankful that you come to live within the very center of our being and our heart and our mind. Father, this human stuff gets in the way and it's hard. It's so, so, so very difficult. Sometimes we feel so alone. Sometimes we feel like fear is just dominating our lives. Sometimes we feel like there's no hope. But Father, it is so good to know that in the middle of those times, no matter how we feel or think, you're right You're right there with with the power of your resurrection. You're right there with perfect wisdom and understanding. You're right there with a knowledge of exactly what to do when. You're right there and we don't have to worry about you going anywhere because you are eternal. You never change. Father, we are so, so thankful that you love us because too often we really, really struggle being the the people that you would have us to be. But Father, we are so thankful that you died for us. We are so thankful that you rose again for us. We are so thankful that you sent the, the person of your Holy Spirit to live in the center of us. Lord, help us to be more and more and more attentive to that fact and that love and that grace especially as we leave this place and we'll be attacked today. Thank you, Father. 
In your name we pray. And all God's people said.